results through service, helping communities recover from devastating disasters. Uh, RSVP plays a valuable role. They're still here helping the unmet needs of the community and the survivors of the devastation. Making sure that those who need assistance can remain in their own homes. If I didn't have a senior companion, I would be really lost. <laughs> Tutoring and mentoring tomorrow's leaders. The advantage of having foster grandparents working with the children one-on-one, -on -one, that's a tremendous benefit. Visit nationalservice.gov or call 1-800-942-2677. This message brought to you by the Corporation for National and Community Service. You're listening to KNEA Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon. The Ticket. It's time for the setup, the fastest hour in sports talk here on The Ticket. Here are your hosts, Cade Carlton and Andrew Bowen. All right, welcome in to the setup, a Tuesday, November 9th, 2021 edition of the setup here on 95.3 and 96.9 FM, The Ticket. 970 AM, KNEA, 95.3theticket.com through the TuneIn app by searching for K-N-E-A, Twitter at 95.3 The Ticket, Facebook 95.3 The Ticket.com. You know the drill by now. Uh, Kate Carlton, Andrew Bowen with you. We'll spend today talking a lot about A-State. Uh, A-State women just wrapped up a little under an hour ago. We'll see A-State men in action coming up at uh, 7.30 as well as a slew of college basketball games throughout the course of today. We'll get to that. Um uh, We'll, we'll chat with Curtis Wilkerson of Hog Sports and other stuff we'll try and get into over the course of the next hour or so. All that's coming up right after Andrew Bowen gets us caught up with some headlines. Brought to you by Plaza Tire Service, bringing you the best deals on tires. Basketball season tips off today for Arkansas State. The A-State men's and women's team will be part of a triple header at First National Bank. The men will open their season against Harding. Red Wolves return almost all of their scoring from last season and will feature three former NEA high school standouts on their roster in Marquise Eaton, Desi Sills, and Avery Feltz. Game time is at 7.30 p.m. with pregame coverage starting at 7 on 107.9 K-Fine. Meanwhile, the A-State women get their season underway this morning against Central Baptist College. Cade, uh, you were calling that, correct? Correct. How did it, how did it go? Uh, I mean, it was a win, so it went well. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, more more uh, games coming through the season, through this week. Uh, also part of the triple header, A-State Volleyball will host Little Rock at 5. Elsewhere, Arkansas men's basketball gets its season underway tonight against Mercer. The teams have met five teams previously with the Hogs owning a 4-1 to advantage, and game time is at 7 p.m. This has been your Daily Headlines, brought to you by Plaza Tire Service, bringing you the best deals on tires. All right, so A-State women did get a win today. It was a uh, a fun day, fun atmosphere out at First National Bank Arena. Uh, I'm thankful that it wrapped up in a good amount of time because I was in my car by 120, here by 140, enough time to 
whipped down a lunch of champions of a Diet Coke and Lay's potato chips and write down some <laughs> talking points for the show today and then get right back on the That's what we love to see. That's what we love but, to see. But uh, A-State won it today uh, by the final count of 83-52 to 52 over Central Baptist. And look, I mean, it was it was a little – a little sloppy out of the gates for a state even you know talking with coach daniel post game he kind of said that in his post game visit but you know there's one billion college basketball games being played today find me one where both teams don't look sloppy out of the gate and i'll find you someone that is a liar um <laughs> and so you know a state kind of built up a seven point lead there at the end of the first quarter of play and then really after that i mean it was it was the uh it was the a state show after that um, and there was there was kind of no out who was going to come away victorious in the game uh, I really thought the atmosphere was was pretty nice I mean I think the announced attendance was a little over 1100 people so the atmosphere nice. for the kids day game was um was really nice they did some cool promotions and, and timeouts and stuff like that so uh that was nice uh it, it's not the first it's not the first time I've seen the court, but every time I see the court, it's like, man, this court looks really good. I mean, obviously, a lot of people know A-State got the new court this year with the state block at midcourt and then the Red Wolf, like, in darker hardwood behind. It looks really good. Uh, so that was good. And then if you didn't go to the game and go into night or whatever, there's also a new scores table at A-State this year. There's a new, like, video board scores table. So it uh, everything looked good. It was a cool atmosphere today. And then uh, – a-State came out with a victory, so that's really the the only thing that matters. For for A-State, it was kind of a deal of the newcomers showing out a little bit uh, in this game because A-State was led uh, today in, in terms of scoring. They were led by Lauren Pendleton, who is the freshman out of Central High School in, in, North, or in uh, Little Rock. So, Phenomenal showing from her today. She was 5 of 10 from the field, but 7 of 7 from the free throw line. Had 9 assists to lead the way, so led the way in points and assists as a true freshman playing her first collegiate basketball game today. Um, so that was that was good to see, and she did all that in, in 25 minutes. So uh, really That's good awesome. to see, really good to see that performance out of uh, Lauren Pendleton today. And then you also had Malin Wilkerson in double-digit scoring, uh, Jade Upshaw, who I, I think is going to be really, really good for them uh, as as a point guard. Ran the offense really well off the bench today. Um, and then Carolina Zedlowska, who or Zedlowska, who I mean was just automatic from three. So it was a uh, it was a pretty good showing for for A State today. It was a fun game to uh, to be a part of. Um, I mean A State. First off, they didn't shoot it well from the free throw line in the first quarter of play because they missed four free throws. They were 7 of 11. But after that, I mean, there there were not a lot of opportunities missed at the free throw line. In fact, there was one opportunity missed at the free throw line after that. So, A-State shot it really well from the free throw line today, which obviously is is great for them. But um, Yeah, definitely. Overall, really good win. You got to see just about everyone uh, that was – dressed out today play I guess you did get to see everyone because 11 played so everyone that uh everyone that put on a uniform today was able to play for a state obviously no Jira Washington hopefully she'll be back sooner rather than later uh hopefully maybe sometime next week uh she'll be back but nonetheless a state looked really good it's the first time they'd won a game about 30 or more since they played Central Baptist College last year and uh 
they were trying to get to 90. I don't I don't think they had gotten to 90 since uh maybe like Champion Christian at the start of last year. They were trying to get to 90 at the end. They they shot a lot of threes. They were trying their best to get to 90, but they didn't get to 90. They got to 83, which was which was good enough cuz they went 83-52. Uh on the other side though, there was a bit of history made and I'm tell like I don't know who the the projected conference player of the year is in Central Baptist's league, but I'm gonna go ahead and declare their uh, Ford Aminata Sec the uh, player of the year in whatever whatever conference they're in. She had 21 points, which is fine. She set a building record at First National Bank Arena today with 23 rebounds. She had 23 wow. rebounds in the game. Nine offensive rebounds, 23 rebounds in the game, and uh, was a perfect 7-of-7 seven seven from the free throw line. Um, and the crazy, it's like the crazy thing about it is, Central Baptist came into this game having played three games. They had three games under their belt. And she was averaging like four rebounds, five rebounds a game, nothing special. And then comes to... A state today and gets twenty three rebounds for Central Baptist today. So that's, that's crazy. That is that is an insane, insane stat. It, it just a truly insane stat. But that is a uh, that's a building record at uh, First National Bank Arena today. So uh, A State uh, will next be back in action Friday morning. You can hear it right here on the ticket. Ten thirty a.m. Norman, Oklahoma. Ten ten o'clock pregame show. Back-to-back kids games to open up the season for uh, for A-State. And hopefully Norman will be just as good of an atmosphere as it was today at uh, at First National Bank Arena. I know uh, in our post-game visit, Coach Daniel was really happy with the crowd and kind of the turnout and the way everything went uh, with the uh, with the kids game today. So hopefully it's more of the same on um, Friday down in Norman, Oklahoma. So, by the way, we mentioned this yesterday, but – We'll do it right now while we're talking about Friday. With uh, with women's basketball playing Friday, with travel occurring Thursday, uh, our show will not be on the air Thursday or Friday. Uh, Red Wolf Roll Call will not be on the air on Friday. Uh, and the Workday Red Zone will not be on the air on Friday, along with the drive who won't be on the air on Friday uh, because of traveling to uh, Monroe for, for football this week. So, um, a lot of moving parts in terms of programming on the ticket this week. But we will have a state women's basketball coming up on Friday at 1030 with a 10 o'clock uh, pregame show in that one. So that's that. Uh, a state women went today by the final count of 83-52. In terms of other A state action, uh, first off, we're going to have volleyball coming up at 5 o'clock as a part of the triple header at First National Make Arena to open up the season. But tonight um, – Really excited to see Mike Bellato's A-State Bunch uh, begin their season tonight against Harding. Um, obviously, expectations are sky high and maybe the highest they've been in, in years with the amount of returners that, that A-State has and adding in a guy like Desi Seals, who was a part of elite a, part of an Elite Eight team at Arkansas last year, so... Obviously, expectations are sky high, and uh, really, really looking forward to uh, to seeing a state in in person tonight. 
as uh, they begin their season against Harding. It's a 7.30 tip, 7 o'clock pregame. It's over on 107.9 K-Fine and all across the EAB Red Wolves Sports Network uh, tonight. They, like the A-State women, they had the same Tuesday-Friday swing. They just uh, they decided to play their games at night instead of in the morning, which, whatever, cool. Uh, so that's tonight at 7.30 against uh, Harding at First National Bank Arena. All right, we'll come back. Uh, we'll look at more. There's a ton of college basketball games going on. It's the opening day in college basketball, so we'll look at some of the marquee matchups tonight in both men's and women's basketball, give you a look at the Sun Belt schedule, uh, even touch on a little bit of uh, Butch Jones's presser from today. So a lot of stuff coming up after we take our first time out here on The Ticket. We're not ready to go to the closer just yet. Stick around. More of the setup is coming up next on The Ticket. Tickets for the annual Grand Classic are on sale now at D&W Outdoors, Jonesboro Cycle and ATV, and online at DougClassic.com. Duck Classic is a charity duck hunting competition benefiting the NEA Baptist Charitable Foundation. Ask how you could win great prizes like a 2021 Polaris Ranger 1000 Premium from Jonesboro Cycle and ATV, a $15,000 shopping spree to gamble home, and the duck truck, courtesy of Glenn Insane, completely camoed up and tricked out by DW Automotive with over $14,000 in accessories. Tickets are only $100 are on sale now at DW Outdoors, Jonesboro Cycle and ATV, and online at DougClassic.com. The 19th Annual Doug Classic, presented by NEA Baptist, DW Outdoors, Bandit Avery, Yeti, KAIT, Arkansas Health and Wellness, Drake, Gamble Home, Glenn Sane, Andy's Frozen Custard, Arkansas Blue Cross Blue Shield, Harvest Bank, Bayou DeVue, Elite Home Health, Elite Hospice, Hag Brown, NYIT, Samson's Construction, Refuge Duck Calls, Sissy's Log Cabin, Sitka, Valley View Agri, Vineyard Outdoor, and East Arkansas Broadcasters. The folks at 1812 Pizza Company want to thank you for supporting locally owned businesses during times like this. At 1812 Pizza, still feeding your family the best pizzas, sandwiches, and salads at all three of their locations. You can get curbside pickup in Manila or at Hilltop, and the Race Street location has a drive through window. Delivery is available from all 1812 Pizza locations, and it's brought to your door by one of their employees, not a third-party company. From their family to yours, thanks for eating local with 1812 Pizza Company. See Placid Tire Service today for the right tire at the right price right now. Placid Tire Service is the area's biggest selection of in-stock tires at the lowest price with outstanding service, including our four tires, one hour guarantee. Plus, we make the purchase easy on the budget with our Placid Tire Service card or no credit needed financing options. In Jonesboro and South Caraway and at our newest location on East Johnson Avenue, Placid Tire Service has the right tire at the right price right now. Come see us today at Placid Tire Service. We all know this has been a different kind of year. We will not have our luncheon Veterans Day as usual, but we want all of our veterans to know how much our Glen Sane families appreciate each one. From Monday, November the 9th to Friday, November the 13th, we want each veteran to come by and get a $25 gift certificate. It's good at any one of our four dealerships for parts or service. We want you to know just how much we appreciate each one of you. Glen Sane, and God bless our troops. <laughs> the 35th annual Little Bit of Christmas Arts and Crafts Show is Friday through Sunday, November 12th, 13th, and 14th in First National Bank Arena. Doors are open from noon to 7 p.m. Friday, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday, and from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Sunday, featuring daily appearances by Santa Claus. Tickets are $6 for adults, $4 for senior citizens, and youth 13 to 18. Children 12 and under are free. To purchase tickets, call 870-972-2781. We'll see you a little bit of Christmas. We're always rooting for overtime round here. Now let's get back to the setup. 
All right, welcome back here on the setup. Kate Carlton, Andrew Bowen with you here on 95.3 and 96.9, the ticket. By the way, uh, my favorite part of the kids' day game today. All right, so got to the arena. We tipped off at 11, so got there about 9 or so, about two hours before tip. And, uh, like, they had speakers out playing music for the women's team where they were kind of going through their pre, pre-game warm-ups, whatever. And, like, I didn't think anything of it. Whatever. It's playing rap music. Whatever. Um, and so about 45, 50 minutes before the game started, there was the transition from the normal pregame music at A-State games to kids' bop pregame music at oh, A-State no. games. Because, oh, like, no. you had the – you had the it was like literally the kids' day game. So, obviously, you're catering to elementary and middle school kids. And the reaction on some of the players' faces when the the kids' bop set in was incredible. That's hilarious. I hope somebody has that on video. I hope that I hope that makes its way on That's social so media because it was it was funny. But I, I mean, I thought they did a good. It was, it was a good atmosphere. It was. Uh, but there was there was definitely a, a change of a change of a pregame when. Uh, when kids started to roll in with with music and everything going on there, so that was <laughs> that was pretty funny. But anyways, all right. So big day of college uh, basketball. It tips off like literally everywhere. I I don't know if I don't know if anybody that fields a college basketball team is not playing today because there is a there is a ton of college basketball games going on today. It's the first day that I guess teams can tip off. But uh, a slew of games coming up today, this afternoon, and tonight. Um, obviously, A-State coming up against Harding will be very, very interesting. But Kansas – so here's the interesting thing. The Champions Classic goes on every year. They moved it to – they moved it to this date a few years a few years ago to be like the kickstart of college basketball. And I think at even one point – Maybe I'm going crazy. I think at even one point it was like the only, those were the only games played and then maybe everyone else started like Wednesday or Thursday, but now it's whatever. So Kansas and Michigan State play tonight in the first game of the Champions Classic at 6 o'clock, which always should be a good basketball game because those are two blue blood basketball programs. Except for the fact Michigan State's not ranked in the preseason top 25. I know. It's crazy. When man. was the last time Michigan State – was not ranked in the preseason top twenty five. Not under, in the top under Tom 10. Izzo. <laughs> not in the top ten. Not even like not even top ten, just not ranked at all. I know. With Tom Izzo as their head coach. It's crazy. Even like even some of those teams are like they haven't been really good. They still get a preseason ranking. Like that is that is kind of bizarro world to see. Well it's, number three Kansas versus unranked Michigan State to kick off the season or to tip off the season tonight and men's college basketball i'd say it, it kind of makes sense just because michigan state lost a lot of players after even last year. still but still it even is still i think you would I think, think making them unranked is a little dramatic. there is such thing as a as a, a obviously ranking, there is a thing yeah. as there is a thing as blue blood bias in in college football rankings obviously because of the college football playoff poll rankings that came out last week and literally like everyone even power five people like dunked on them because, like, there's an obvious bias. Like, Fresno State was only ranked in that poll to help Oregon's case. Right. Minnesota was only ranked in that poll to help Ohio State's case. Like, 
there's no reason that UT San Antonio shouldn't have been ranked. There's no reason Coastal Carolina or Lafayette shouldn't have been ranked. But like it's it's kind of the same thing with basketball too. Like Duke can go underachieve and lose ten games and still get a five seed in the NCAA tournament. It's the same thing with basketball. Yeah. So it, it is it is bizarre a, to see Michigan State with no ranking, no number beside their name. True. I do think it's a little better in basketball though than football. But well, I I, do too. I agree there is a little bit of that blue blood bias and Well, I mean that's why I love college bat like I love college football, but I love college basketball infinity times more than college football. I hundred percent because agree. I mean, I don't know. What are there, like three hundred and whatever teams that played division one college basketball? I don't know mm-hmm. the number. But Quite literally, they can all, tonight, when everyone starts their season, or in A-State's case this morning, when everyone starts their season, they could make the case they have a legitimate shot to go to the NCAA tournament and go win the whole thing. Yeah. Because they do. There is literally a path for every Division I basketball team. Now, will some some go on that path and go to the NCAA tournament? No, obviously, because it only takes 64 teams. But... There is a viable path to get to the NCAA tournament and win the NCAA national championship for every team in college basketball, which makes it so much more interesting than. And like I, I'm not saying I'm not interested in college football. No, I at get this what, point, I get what you're saying because I still am, and I'm still going to watch a lot. But when that first college football playoff poll comes out, then I don't want to say it's meaningless, but like some games don't mean more. Yeah, like if Ole Miss Texas A&M played. Three weeks ago, it would mean more than it does now. Like, it's it's fine. It's a battle for the Sugar Bowl, whatever. But it's like, it's not a battle to get into the playoff. Neither of those teams are going to no, get into the playoff. 100%. You know? I 100% get where you're, get, where you're, where so, you're going. That, not to get on a rant, but like that's that's <laughs> what I love about I love about college basketball. It, and first off, too, like, the beauty of college basketball is that upsets happen. Yeah. Like, upsets don't really happen in football. You know, Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess Clemson got upset last year in the college football playoff by Ohio State, who's also a blue blood. So like you don't you don't see these like group of five over power five upsets a lot, mainly because you aren't really allowed to see group of five over power five upsets a lot in in college football. So, anyways, I mean, with the rules of college basketball, birth the Loyola Chicago's, the Correct. UMBCs. I mean, the, Loyola Chicago destroyed my team. Where we was uh, where was uh, Shaka Smart at before he went to Texas? Went on the run with them a few one year. Oh, uh, BCU. Yeah, BCU. BCU. Yeah, like you have all types of those storylines in college basketball. I know. You have none of that in college football. That's it's incredible. That's why college basketball? I'm so excited. Is, it is always the best. March is like I turn into like a little kid in March. At every game, I just get so excited. <laughs> but oh, so, all right. So here's my question: Okay, is the opening day of college basketball better, or or is the like Wednesday through Tuesday through like Saturday of Thanksgiving week better? Oh, that's tough. Wow, that's a good question. Because that, that Thanksgiving week is when you have all your tournaments going on all over the place. There is basketball from, like, literally sunup to sundown. Uh, I want to say Thanksgiving just because there's there's probably, like, a handful of good games the first week just because a lot of those teams are playing, like, nobody. Well, and, right, right, yeah. right. It's like the first week of college football. 
No, and I get your point, yeah, because like I'm I'm looking at some of these top twenty five games tonight and it's like Yukon and Central Connecticut, Indiana <laughs> and Eastern Michigan. My interest level is not there. I'll give Duke but, some credit because they're actually playing Kentucky their first game, which is Yeah, crazy. which is a scheduled champions classic that they always play every year. Then they're gonna play like the the sisters of the poor or somebody for the next like <laughs> five straight weeks because that's how it goes. That's but, fair. That's fair. No, I mean I, I I, I do agree with the Thanksgiving part because you're you're playing better competition, and you get I mean you get those weird matchups too, where like Cincinnati plays like like we uh, Tennessee played Cincinnati one year, just out of nowhere, and it's just like those yep. matchups you would never expect to see that turns out to be a good game. The so. the thing that annoys me about the opening day in college basketball is like I'm on ESPN right now, just looking at all the matchups, and like over half of the matchups. The one of the teams doesn't have a logo beside their name because they are on the ESPN database. Because yeah, nobody's playing I, I saw that. <laughs> I'm surprised Bellarmine doesn't because I've heard of them. And yeah. they've been on there before, but Purdue's playing a team without a logo, apparently. Goodness, this this Dixie sketch. State. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm going to go home after the Gay State game tonight and turn on some random West Coast college basketball game that's gonna be like an eighty point <laughs> drubbing. But some of these matchups are just like Lord, tell you man. tell you what I'm gonna say this right now Buffalo and Michigan I I haven't seen this Buffalo team but that's one of those that's one of those teams where you could be like I don't know we'll see I know it's the first game of the season though so it, if they don't win I'm not gonna like rule them out of anything but I don't know if Buffalo upsets Michigan first game of the year that'd be pretty yeah. crazy yeah <laughs> uh, Duke and Kentucky is tonight uh, it says eight thirty it's gonna be like nine thirty because they have to do the whole college football rankings reveal in between games and there is no way like Kentucky and or I mean Kansas and Michigan State doesn't take like two two hours 15 minutes something like that so oh, it's gonna take forever Kentucky and Duke will probably start about nine thirty tonight so that'll be a very interesting game that's the lone I guess um top uh a matchup of top 25 teams tonight I actually think La Tech at Bama could be a little bit interesting uh that's at six that's at eight o'clock tonight on the uh the SEC SEC network um outside of that I struggle to find any any really good games <laughs> I mean loyal Chicago is on ESPN three tonight against Coppin State who I've never heard of but if you want to go ahead and get your like sister Jean fandom or whatever started I mean you can always watch loyal <laughs> Chicago tonight Ugh. loyal so, Chicago rubs me the wrong way I mean Yul Monroe goes to LSU. That might be interesting. I I was looking I at it, uh, Tennessee basketball schedule, and I I think no, this is just a scheduled game. They play Villanova in two weeks. Yeah, see, and that's like I love the opening night of college basketball, but it's like man, it just it it there's not a lot of great matchups. I will tell you though, uh, there is one, and I didn't even know this until I was just kind of randomly looking earlier in the day. There is one really really good matchup tonight it's not even tonight it's at four o'clock south carolina at nc state number one versus number five in women's basketball on espn that will be that will be amazing that will be a fantastic game that will be incredible i'm gonna have to go watch it yeah definitely have to go watch it after the show all right um so curtis wilkerson of hawk sports is going to join us coming up here at about uh four three or four minutes or so uh when we close the show. We'll kind of go over more of uh, more a state. Uh, there's also some NFL news. There was a Monday Night Football game last night, so uh, a lot of stuff to get into before we close the program out today. Right now, we'll step aside, take a timeout. Curtis Wilkerson of HogSports.com will join us after this here on the ticket. 
Kara is icing down. Bobo's in the pen. But Kate and Andrew are dealing. The setup continues right after this on the ticket. Attention, members and guests. Make plans for Live with the Red Wolves Wednesday night from 7 to 8 at Lost Pizza on Southwest Drive. Join head coach Butch Jones along with a special player guest and listen along on 1079 K-Fine and the EAB Red Wolves Sports Network from Learfield. Plus, audience members can win prizes from textbook brokers. It's all at Lost Pizza Wednesday night at 7 during Live with the Red Wolves presented by the Arkansas Department of Health and sponsored by Angie Gallagher of the United Country Scenic Rivers Realty, Crown Limousine, Vision Care Center, Farmers and Merchants Bank, Stanley Woodard Law Firm, and Blue Cross Blue Shield agent Woody Harrelson. Don't get stuck in the mud this deer season because of your tires. $30 gets you started with the dream tires you need for your hunting truck. Or if you need off-road tires, we got them. And just $30 will get you started. And make sure your family is safe for the big holiday trip this year with a new set of passenger tires. Get the tires you need and the wheels you want. $30 gets you started right now at Local Tire and Wheel. Open seven days a week to serve you. Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. until 6 p.m. 9 to 5 on Saturday and 1 to 5 on Sunday. Local Tire and Wheel. 1518 South Caraway in Jonesboro across from Burger King. Where $30 gets you started on the tires you need and the wheels you want. With payments to fit your budget, no credit check, and everyone approved. Get Curb Appeal with local tire and wheel. Cooler weather is here, but that doesn't mean it's time to put up the clubs. NEA Golf Cars has all the accessories for the golfer who knows there is no off-season. Go by NEA Golf Cars and see their selection of windshields, rain covers, and countless other manufacturer original parts. And if it's time to park your cart, bring it to NEA Golf Cars for service to make sure there are no surprises next spring. And as always, you can check out their selection of new golf cars, including the Onward Series from Club Car. Call 236-GOLF or get by NEA Golf Cars, Highway 49 in Hey y'all, this is Matthew Cox with Cox Implement. Time for football and time to check out our new inventory of zero-turn mowers. Don't keep putting money in that old mower and don't wait till next year. It is no secret the inventory has been a challenge in 2021, but at Cox, we are stocking up on zero-turn mowers and preparing for 2022. Kick off the fall with a new zero-turn mower from Cox Implement. Come see us at any of our three locations in Hoxie, Highland, and Jonesboro or visit us online at coximplement.com. Cox Implement, equipment you can count on, people you can trust. Your vehicle is a personal and important investment. At Central Collision Center, we're more than collision repair. We do everything from minor paint touch-ups and windshield replacements to framework. We're committed to customer satisfaction and provide the highest quality of service. At Central Collision Center, we provide honest and expert auto care and offer a written lifetime warranty and on-site rental car arrangements. Stop by or give us a call today to schedule your free estimate. Central Collision Center. Professional, convenient, reliable. Find Central Chevrolet on Stadium and online at Central Collision C. It's the quickest hour in sports talk. That was fast. Now back to the setup on the ticket. All right, welcome back here on the setup halfway home on a Tuesday edition of the show here on the ticket 95.3, 96.9 FM. Which means it's time to go check in with our friend Curtis Wilkerson of Hog Sports, who, like us today, has some basketball to attend to tonight. Curtis, how are you this afternoon? Well, that, that's right. I mean, it it might as well be Christmas for me. Opening <laughs> night of college basketball is probably my favorite day of the year. All right, so we're having this debate. Do you like the opening night better, or do you like the week of Thanksgiving better in college basketball? 
Ooh. It's tough. I guess it depends on it is tough. I guess it depends on the matchups. For Arkansas, I might like the uh, the Thanksgiving time a little bit better. They've got that big tournament, might play yeah. Illinois. Uh, but there's just something about opening night. And they're playing Mercer. It's a mid-major. But, uh, man, it should be a, a packed house and a charged atmosphere. So I, I'm looking forward to both. Well, it is against Mercer tonight. Uh, what are your kind of expectations? What do you expect to see out of uh, this Razorback men's basketball team tonight and uh, Bud Walton? Well, I, I think I expect to see a team that uh, looks the part of a, of a top 20 ranked program. You know, yeah. it's uh, kind of the expectation coming into the year. I know the preseason wasn't quite what everyone expected, but hey, Arkansas is healthy. It uh, sounds like at least they're going to have their full complement of players for the first time uh, really since uh, the beginning of the fall. And, you know, it's a little bit different when the game counts and, and the lights get a little bit brighter. So, you know, maybe some nerves, uh, maybe a, a little bit of a tight start. You see that sometimes in front of the home crowd for the the first time in a you know in a, a regular season game. But yeah. you have to think that Arkansas will get it under control. I, I think they've won all twenty eight home openers in Bud Walton Arena and, and forty seven home openers in a rural role. So something tells me they'll be all right. That is uh, that is one impressive stat uh, for Arkansas. Uh, we, we've kind of mentioned some of these guys over the course of you know our conversations over the last few weeks. Uh, obviously, you know a, a lot of guys with a lot of huge expectations on this team: J.D. Note, Devonte Davis, uh, Chris Likes, uh, to name a few. Just who do you think will be the big standouts for Arkansas tonight and uh, throughout the course of this season? Well, you know, I, I like those guys in the backcourt. Uh, you know, I, the firepower that you have between uh, really that trio of, of J.D. Note and Devontae Davis and then Chris Likes, who's really, uh, I think, has looked really good as kind of that spark plug off the bench. So uh, anxious to see those three guys. I don't know if, you know, if Mercer has the type of athleticism to defend them. Uh, obviously, Stanley Amude is, is someone that's just so versatile. He can score. Uh, really at all three levels in a variety of ways. So, you know, it could be a good game for him to really break out. He looked better uh, against North Texas. But, hey, I, I think the X factor for this team is Jalen Williams. You know, Arkansas didn't have him in that North Texas game. They got crushed uh, on the backboards. Uh, minus 14, they give up 16 offensive rebounds. That's absurd. And this is a guy who his per 40 numbers last year uh, had him as one of the better defensive rebounders in the conference. And, and he's a big piece to the puzzle one of only two guys on the roster, actually, that's over six foot seven. So uh, he's supposedly healthy from you know dealing with those back spasms, and uh, I think they're going to need him to be a big factor in the paint this season if they're going to reach the potential that uh, everybody hopes they will. One of the interesting things that you know Eric Musselman said in uh, preseason was that you know he didn't really feel like this team maybe had an answer at point guard. What do you think their answer is going to be at point guard uh, tonight and uh, going forward throughout this season? Well, I, I tell you what, I don't really know, and that's kind of the top thing in my list of notes to, to keep an eye on going into this game. Uh, it's interesting. You know, they they really committed to Devo Davis kind of making the shift over to that point guard position over the summer, uh, and he's got the playmaking ability to do that, uh, but he's he's a little bit more of a freelance guy, if you understand yeah. what I'm saying. You know, he, he likes to create on his own. Uh, has a nose for finding those seams and attacking off the dribble. Uh, but how good is he in terms of facilitating and initiating the offense, which is what this team needs right now? Uh, it's been a little bit of a struggle for him early on. 
you think about guys like Chris Likes and J.D. Note who could fit that mold, but I mean, let's be honest, they're both score-first guys, too. Uh, and then you have K.K. Robinson, who you know is a guy that's battled so many injuries and is finally just starting to round back into full health. He probably has looked the best in terms of offering uh, you know, a true point guard in the action that he's had. He was solid against North Texas, but admittedly he's a little bit behind because of the time that he's missed. So you've got four guys there that are they're all going to play. They're all going to be important parts of the team. But one of them's got to step up and, and you know, kind of get the offense into a little bit of a rhythm. I don't know who it's going to be at, but I'm anxious to find out. Taking on a, a Mercer team tonight, uh, they had a big win in their exhibition opener last week. Uh, what do you kind of expect to see out of uh, Mercer, and where can they challenge the Razorbacks a little bit tonight? Well, you know, they're, they're a solid mid-major program. They're one of those teams that will you know, sneak up on uh, some of those high majors from time to time early in the season. It's a veteran group. I think they've got two really nice players, one in the backcourt, one in the frontcourt. You think about uh, an all-SOCON guard and Natali Alvarez, uh, you know, really kind of a crafty scorer. He can attack you off the bounce. So I would expect Devo Davis to be defending him for a, a large portion of the night. And they've got a big man, 6'9", 253 pounds, so a big guy wow. uh, in, in Felipe Haas. But uh, he can do a lot of things for him. So he's, he'll kind of be that guy that trails uh, on the fast break and they'll just drop one back off to him and he can shoot the three or, you know, a guy that can pick and roll or pick and pop. And even in that exhibition game, at his size, at his position, he led the team in assists. So, uh, you know, for an Arkansas team that's a little bit undersized and has struggled defending that ball screen action, uh, that's going to be a key matchup for them. But, uh, you know, they hit 13 threes in their exhibition game. Arkansas really defended the perimeter well against North Texas. Uh, you know, when a mid-major comes into a place like Bud Walton Arena, they need to make some shots. So I, I think defending the three-point line uh, and keeping them from getting hot from the outside will be a key for the Razorbacks tonight. We'll, uh, we'll talk a little bit of football here in a second, but I'm just I'm curious to kind of get your opinion. Obviously, Arkansas was able to sell out the uh, sell out Bub Walton Arena for the season about a month or so ago. They're coming off of an Elite Eight run. They're a preseason top 25 team. What is kind of the excitement level around this program and around uh, Fayetteville leading up uh, to tip-off tonight? Well, it's interesting. You know, that I think there is actually a lot of cautious optimism right now. Uh, you know, throughout the summer, I think people are really fired up and, and everything. But, hey, when you have two exhibition games that went the way they did for Arkansas, it, it does lend itself to some questions, you know, and, and I, I thought it was interesting, you know, on our Razor's Edge message boards last night, obviously we have a lot of a lot of different threads starting with season predictions and stuff like that. There's a lot of, you know, oh, well, we uh, might start off a little slow and they'll figure it out eventually. Oh, there's going to be some growing pains. And I, I jumped in there with a comment. I said, hey, I kind of expected you guys to have your chest puffed out a little bit more. You know, this is a top 20 <laughs> team coming into the season. And, uh, you know, I rattled off. I think there are seven or eight uh, SEC teams that you know played these low major or Division two schools uh, and either lost or were in close battles or down in the second half. So it's not that uncommon for teams trying to put the pieces together. But uh, you know, I think with a strong performance tonight, like I said, it, it's getting real. You know, the lights are a little bit brighter, uh, and I bet it's going to reach a fever pitch here soon. Well, there's no doubt there is a little bit more optimism building up with our Arkansas football program after um, after a win on Saturday. 
probably caught a lot of people off guard that Mississippi State was the number 17 team in the country, but they were going into uh, Fayetteville, and Arkansas was able to defeat them in wild fashion last week. What were just kind of your takeaways on the uh, Hog football victory on Saturday? Well, I think, you know, given the way that thing played out, uh, you know, when Mississippi State came back, I think it was 23-14. to 14. I mean, it was a two-score game yeah. there in the fourth quarter. And when Mississippi State came back and took the lead there with, with just over two minutes left, uh, that was that was some weird, uncomfortable deja vu. I mean, that's a game that Arkansas just, quite frankly, has lost over and over and over for the past several years. Uh, but as soon as the offense got the ball, and, and you could just you could feel it in the stadium, uh, KJ Jefferson is really growing up before our eyes, and he was poised, he was calm, cool, and collected. And he really marched him right down the field there. I, I thought it was really impressive. He was six or seven on that drive, uh, had a big scramble for a first down, and obviously uh, they fed the, the new starting running back, and it's probably a little bit overdue, and Dominic Johnson uh, to get him in the end zone and then again for the two-point conversion. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's kind of a collective exhale, and then over the course of 19 seconds, Mississippi State covers 53 yards over three passes, and they've got a you know a forty yard. It's a very makeable field goal. <laughs> so yeah, uh, you know they missed. It was their third miss of the day, and and so in another rare feat, Arkansas actually won the special teams battle in a game. So it, you know it's 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 good. It's you know getting bowl eligible. It's a big deal for this program given where they've been recently. Uh, they're excited about it, and you know they they've got three more games to improve uh, what bowl they make it to. So. Uh, exciting times, you know, around Fayetteville. Everybody's optimistic, and they've got a big challenge this weekend. Going on to Death Valley for a night game is never easy. We'll, we'll talk about LSU, but, uh, you know, you mentioned getting to bowl eligibility, and obviously that is a big deal for Arkansas given kind of the state of the program. I mean, two years ago, uh, obviously – you know, three-game losing streak in the middle of the season. I'm sure there were a lot of disappointed Arkansas fans. But, you know, when you can kind of step back and look at it from afar, I mean, I think you have to be really, really pleased and maybe even a little bit surprised at how fast Sam Pittman has kind of turned this program around. Yeah, I think so. You know, it's uh, coming into the year, most of the people that, you know, you'd see making projections of, you know, probably six and six. I think that was the next step for Arkansas. You know, get back to – Get back to 500, get to bowl eligibility, show some progress, win the games you're supposed to win, and, and compete in the others. Uh, and they definitely have exceeded expectations. They've kind of reached that goal here with three games left and, and an opportunity to build on it. Uh, you know, it, it's really interesting. You you mentioned Mississippi State. It was kind of a surprise to see them at number 17 in the college football playoff. And, you know, when I saw that released, I was kind of thinking about it. And, you know, it's like, hey, Arkansas is really a, a two-point conversion and Ole Miss away from being right there or higher, yeah. uh, and that's just, it's just crazy to me, you know. Given, like you said, where they were over the course of the last couple of years, so yeah, I, I think you know Sam Pittman has completely changed the culture. He's got those guys believing, and they're definitely ahead of schedule. Uh, LSU this week, obviously a lot of basketball to get to. What can our uh, listeners find over at uh, Hogsports.com tonight and uh, throughout the course of the week, Curtis? Yeah, we're, we're going to be all over this basketball game tonight, obviously. Uh, you know, we'll have full breakdowns of that from pretty much every angle you can imagine. And tomorrow is actually uh, the beginning of the early signing period for basketball. So Arkansas has got three of the commits, three of the five out of that 2022 class uh, signing on the very first day of that. So we'll have full coverage of 
you know, everything with the recruiting side and then just getting geared up for this big LSU game over the weekend. Everybody's excited about it. It's been a little bit since Arkansas has gone down and got to win in Baton Rouge, so we'll break it all down and, and we'll let you decide if they're going to do it or not. Curtis, as always, appreciate the time and uh, look forward to catching up with you next week. Sounds great. Appreciate you. That's Curtis Wilkerson of Hog Sports joining us on the Ritter Communications Hotline as he does each and every Tuesday. Always good to catch up with him. If you missed any of that chat, it'll be up following the program, soundcloud.com slash 95.3 the ticket, or by searching for The Setup wherever you get podcasts. More to come on the show. We'll close it out after this time out here on The Ticket. Our advice? Just take the over. More of the setup is coming up next on The Ticket. Crops up, most livestock down. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Ag Network with your EAB Market Countdown. December corn at 554 and three quarters, up three and a quarter, with March corn at 564 and a quarter, up three and a quarter. November soybeans, 1199 and a half, up 21 and a half, with January soybeans, 1212, up 23 and a half. December wheat at 778 and a half, up 10 and a half, with March wheat at 790 and a quarter, up nine. December cotton at 119.38, up 283, with March cotton at 115.19, up 190. November rice at 13. 54 and a half up 21 cents. January rice 1379 and a half up 20. Moving on to livestock now. December live cattle 132.20 up 10 with February live cattle 136.70 down 42 and a half. November feeder cattle 157.90 down 67 and a half with January feeder cattle 159.80 down 50. December lane hogs at 74.95 down 142 and a half with February hogs at 78.75 down 62 and a half. That's your EAB market countdown and I'm Scotty Woodson. Have a great day. Real Woods fans, this is Marcus E. from A-State Men's Basketball. Invite you to join my teammates and I at 7.30 p.m. Tuesday, November 9th, when we host Harden at the First National Bank Arena. Eaton, high screen from Albuquerque. Works a dribble between his legs, five on the shot. Keys for a long two. Hits! Marquise Eaton puts A-State up five! Secure your seat today. Visit astayrealwolves.com slash tickets or call 870-972-2781. See you there. Wolves up. Step right up and gaze upon this miraculous substance I hold in the palm of my hands. This little miracle can feed us, clothe us, give us clean, fresh water, and provide wildlife habitat for nature's critters. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the greatest soil on earth. Learn more about soil health principles that can turn your soil into a star performer. Contact your local USDA Natural Resources Conservation Service office today to find out how. This message brought to you by USDA and this radio station. Hey farmers, WT Equipment in Jonesboro and Pocahontas is open and ready to equip the farmers of Northeast Arkansas. Having a hard time locating available equipment prior to year's end? Do you need to upgrade your tractors, combines, or sprayer to be prepared for the 22 crop year? At WT Equipment, we have both new and pre-owned New Holland T9 T8, T7, and T6 tractors available for sale now, ranging from 125 to 620 horsepower. Both new and pre-owned New Holland CR combines also available now. New Holland SP model sprayers ready to roll now. Be prepared for the 22 crop year. Come see us at WT Equipment in Jonesboro or Pocahontas. To speak with our sales department in Jonesboro, call 870-972-5522. That's 870-972-5522. For Pocahontas, call 870 870- 5254. That's 870-892-5254. Or visit our website at WTEquip.com. WT Equipment, let's get it done. Timeout's over, and we're going to a full court press. Now let's get back to the setup on the ticket.
not going crazy, but lately my All right, welcome back here on The Setup. Kate Carlton, Andrew Bowen with you here on The Ticket. Thanks to uh, Curtis Wilkerson for joining us on the communications hotline. He does each and every Tuesday to break down Arkansas Razorback Athletics. Good chatting with him about men's basketball and football. If you missed any of that chat, it'll be up following the program. SoundCloud.com slash 95.3 The Ticket. Um, Before we uh, – this this question has been looming in my head because, you know, basketball starting and everything. Yeah. I want to ask you real quick. Okay. What is your favorite – college basketball moment or something that stands out to you because every time the season starts i always they always come to the front of my brain um it's tough i know i'm trying to think of the best game i've ever seen live i saw florida and gonzaga go into three overtimes at the pk 80 in portland in 20 2017 whatever year they did that pk 80 that was a great game I saw – I went to the 2014 Final Four, but there weren't many, like, good games. Uh, twenty. Oh, actually, I'll take that back. 2014 Final Four, Kentucky-Wisconsin. Kentucky won. 2015 Final Four, Kentucky-Wisconsin. Wisconsin won. And then it was Wisconsin-Duke in the national championship. That's that, right, yeah. That Final Four was incredible. That best, was so Best good. sporting event I've ever attended in my life. Was 2014 New Orleans? 2014 was Dallas. 2015 Dallas. was Indianapolis. Okay. That was when Duke won in 2015. I went to which, the, like, my dad and I are both like big Coach K fans and ha- have watched Duke basketball all, all our lives, and you know mm-hmm. we got to go to that. So that was a cool moment with them. So that's probably the best like college basketball moment ever. That's awesome. Mine, uh, I got to see the Luke May game winner. I was against there too. Kentucky. That was amazing. That was a great game. And then I don't know why, but this one always sticks out. Probably because you know, growing up in Memphis, I was in high school when Chris Chioza hit that crazy three for Florida and uh, advanced them where he jumps off the three. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Pump yeah. fakes. And yeah. I remember I was in high school. We're in our classroom watching it in class. Yeah. And everyone just goes absolutely nuts. So that one, the Luke May shot. Yeah, the May shot was incredible. There's just a few. There's, the, uh, there's so many good moments. I can't remember if it was 2018 or 2019. Uh, whatever Grayson Allen's last year at Duke was. I think it was 20... Would it have been 18 uh, or 19? I don't, it's one of those two. I can't... Uh, I want to say... I'm going to say 18. I think that's right. I'm about to look this up because it's going to... I need to know the exact year that it was. Uh, let's see. Grayson Allen was drafted in the 2018 draft. So, the, the 2018 NCAA tournament, uh, Elite Eight, Omaha, Nebraska. Duke is playing Kansas... Grayson Allen gets the ball top of the key and misses the game winning shot. Yeah. But it was I mean it that was that's probably like pound for pound the best college basketball game I've ever seen in my life. I mean it, it was, was so good. The 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 intensity level and the energy level was just like it, it, different. I mean it it was a national championship game that was played in the Elite 8 that year. Yeah. I mean it was it, it, it was, was a good. phenomental college basketball oh, game. Um Tennessee beating Gonzaga when they were number 1. That with Admiral Schofield, yeah. Grant Williams, that whole team, that was insane. I yeah. that was that's probably oh, there's uh, I'm just I do I love now. college basketball. <laughs> like I, I I've gotten to a point in my life where I don't and like I'll watch the Grizzlies and I'll go to some Grizz games, but I've gotten to a point in my life where I just like I I don't care about the NBA like even when it's in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I'm I think I'm kind of starting to get to that point with the NFL. Like I still watch the NFL. 
but I don't watch the NFL as intently as I did two, three years ago when yeah, I was like I, I all agree in. With that. I agree with that. I, just there's there's something different about college sports, and maybe the older just, maybe the older you get, the more it's like yeah, professional sports are cool and well, all. But I, I think college has always had that appeal, especially yeah. college basketball. I mean, the year COVID hit, and it was no last year was last year was bad. Like I still watched a lot of games. But that's what I'm most excited for this year mm-hmm. is the return of normal atmospheres. Because yes. Yes. And don't get me wrong, I still watched a lot of basketball games. I may may have watched more basketball games last year, but there, like even as even something as simple as just putting the benches back together and not having the benches spaced out, even mm-hmm. as something something as simple as that, to me makes it feel like a normal college basketball atmosphere. Like, yeah. I don't even care if people at the scorer's table or coaches or whatever are wearing masks. Like, that don't even bother me. But moving the benches together and making it look like they normally do, to me, that's what's like, all right, college basketball's back. I know that's a small, small note, but, like, that's, that's how I No, feel. yeah. No, I get it. But, yeah, that's a good question. Thank you. <laughs> I'm still blown away, by the way. I'm still blown away that it took literally, like, 45 seconds, maybe not even that, during our break. And I was trying to get the A-State, my A-State women's basketball game from today, was trying to get it from Dropbox to my computer. And it literally took 45 seconds to upload to Dropbox. I'm telling you, Technology whatever, amazes me. Whatever I hate it this, sometimes, but yeah. technology does amaze me sometimes. Whatever happened to this PC recently, <laughs> it is it is lightning fast now. <laughs> Anyways, um, all right, so we got about – I don't know, three or four minutes left. Can we, on the, on the note of college sports being better than professional sports, even though you can make the argument college sports are turning into professional sports, and it's like, ah, okay, sure, fine, whatever, maybe. But here is, I don't hate the NFL. I like watching the NFL. But I'm not like as intently interested in the NFL as I was two or three years ago yeah that's fair I, i'll pull up a game or two I'll, I'll pull up a game or two each time slot and and watch but like i'm not getting like the three tv set up out and like having the red zone channel on one tv having another game on another tv like i'll do that for college basketball but i don't know that i'm doing that for the nfl anymore yeah no, maybe I'm like opening either. week and then it's like okay maybe the playoffs but one of the dumbest storylines in the history of football is odell beckham jr i just yeah. I hate this storyline so much for so many reasons because I think Odell's a great receiver. Yes. I think he is I think he's a really good football player. I also think he thinks he's better than he is and now he's created this whole situation where the Browns release him and he's like literally telling people if you're the wrong team and you pick me up on waivers, I'm going to create havoc for your franchise. Yeah, I don't get that. Which is just a crazy thing to say as someone who just got released. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it, insane. If you aren't one of these like four or five teams, I'm not going to play and I'm just going to create nothing but drama for your franchise. I just – I, I don't – Well, if don't none of those it. teams want him, he's not going to play. I, I mean, at the end of the day, like if if the Detroit Lions claim you, like that's where you have to go. That's where your contract's at. Like you have to go play there. You can't be a baby about it and sit in the corner and sulk and pout and be like, ah, I'm not going to go play. Yeah, I don't. It would honestly help you if you went somewhere 
like that played and then get well, your Well, I mean, you have a year left on your con- like you're just playing this year out and then yeah. you're a free agent. And, so and it gets your uh trade value up a little bit too. And just your free agent stock in general will go up. Cuz right now yeah. I don't think a lot of teams want to sign him. Uh, why would you? It's like is it worth the distraction? No, I don't think so. It's not worth the locker room havoc. No, I just like he's he's one of those guys where it like tiptoes the line of being very talented and very much a very much an attention very much a drama issue. It's yeah. the same thing with Tebow. Like Tebow probably could have been an NFL quarterback. Like he would have been a good quarterback. He could have been a starting quarterback in the NFL. But the media coverage he got did not warrant him being your your starting quarterback because I mean it's, yeah. it's it's everything he does is documented everywhere, and so it's like all right is the risk really worth the reward? That's kind of the situation with with Odell Beckham at this point. Yeah, it's, is is it's bad? Is is him going out and catching seven balls for ninety yards and a touchdown worth a week's worth of headlines? And yeah. the answer to a lot of teams is probably no. What is it with receivers? It's always the receivers. Yeah, I just th- that's the other thing that annoys me about the NFL. Like, can somebody name me the last time that a team, like their best player on offense, was a receiver and they won the Super Bowl? Because nine times out of ten, like your best player on offense is your quarterback, and then maybe your running back, maybe, but more times than not, your second and third best players are on the offensive line because you yeah. build from the line out. Like Tom Brady won with Chris Hogan. Tom Brady won with. Freaking Wes Welker. Yeah, and Chris Hogan, like, who was a college <laughs> lacrosse player. He won with five seven Julian Edelman. Like I'm not saying receiving don't mat doesn't matter. I'm just saying it doesn't matter as much as other positions. No, I agree. So anyways. I think you win more with a better running back than a better receiver. Anyways, A State men's basketball coming up tonight, uh, seven o'clock over on or seven thirty, excuse me, over on one oh seven nine K Fine. Pre-game coverage begins at seven. O'clock. That'll do it for us today. For Andrew, I'm Cade. So long. Have a great Tuesday, and we'll talk to you tomorrow afternoon.